is Unserious Darts. I am Andy Dawson. And I'm over us. There you go. He got in there in the end. Uh, welcome along to episode two of our new Darts podcast. Coming up in this episode, we've got a look forward to the UK Open. We've got some questions from uh, you, the listeners. And we're going to be looking at a darts player, a top darts player, who seems to be going on an unhinged campaign of violence. But that's all to come. But tonight we're recording this just a few minutes after the end of the Premier League uh, darts from Exeter. And it was a bit hit and miss. It was boring. I think. It wasn't all boring. It was boring. It wasn't all... For me, highlight was um, Nathan Aspinall versus Luke Humphreys. Aspinall yes. 5-1 up. Humphreys came back to 5-5. And then Nathan won it with a 160 checkout, which I thought was a, a, a fantastic way to, to respond. My highlight of the night was when Rob Cross just decided to become Roberto Cross for the night. Well, on semi-final for at least, not in the final. And just decided to just hit everything in the semi-final, including <laughs> one three-two, two bullseyes and a double 16. I enjoyed that severely. <laughs> it was really... Yeah, some bits were really good. Rob Cross was brilliant in the quarters and the semi, and then it all d- d- deserted him in the final. Um, but it's been all right. Exeter, the venue... It's a shed. It's a big shed. It's a massive shed. There's no, like, sort of grandstand either side, like, like the arena... Old the arenas this normally in it was just a big warehouse yeah and they were complaining um, halfway through the night that there was like wasps and insects inside the arena it's a shed <laughs> of course you're going to get wasps and insects and in that's a massive shed I don't think it was fumigated before the, the, the evening began they've not they should have gone in there with <laughs> sprayed uh, it all down for MVG down. and um, it's personal hygiene matters and uh, I don't know what that means but yeah <laughs> but yeah Exeter flies um, whatever they were sort of spoiled it a little bit and um, anything else from Exeter tonight that's, that caught your eye or enthralled you and delighted you Hi, there was one you know uh, <sighs> the semi-final between Luke Humphreys and Aspinall yeah. where uh, Aspinall hit what was it the 160 to oh, win for, the match to win it yeah and then Humphreys, Humphreys celebrated Humphreys responded <laughs> yeah. to losing the match by jumping up and down in cheer yeah, and joy both, they were both just jumping up and down <laughs> like a, on a bounty castle yeah which is children, which is good, but then sometimes I think you've lost. You know, you've lost. Yeah, I don't, don't. You know, you've lost ten grand tonight. Yeah, don't. Not so much of the hugging and the kissing and all of that. Just it's nice of the friends, have, but like have, have a handshake and a brief hug. But don't bounce up and down like that. <laughs> you've just lost a match. You could have, you could have gone on. Um, it's like an episode per pig. Yeah. But anyway, the small complaints, I guess. But it was a, a decent night's entertainment, I suppose. So that's uh, the Premier League for tonight. So that's the bit that we've just recorded now. And now here's some stuff that we recorded earlier for the rest of the episode. Does that make sense? Ah, It doesn't matter if it does or if it doesn't. Don't worry about it. And this is the bit that we recorded before tonight's Premier League darts in Exeter. Yeah, right. So what we've got coming up this weekend is the UK Open. Woo! Yeah. One of the, for me, the highlights. It's my favourite tournament. Is it your favourite? Fa- it's better than words, in my All opinion. All right, well, tell us why it's your favourite, then. It's just a massive darts festival. It's a massive darts festival. It's in Butlins. Butlins holiday. It's in Butlins, in Minehead. Uh, takes place over a weekend. It's, and I describe it as the FA Cup of darts. The FA Cup of darts, because... Cause it, is, it really is. You've Once got you loads. get through the initial rounds, the, the, the 
draw gets made um, on stage as to who comes next. So there's no, there's not brackets of seeded players where you've got one of those little nice graphs, the tree where you can see who's going to play each other next. The matches get drawn. It's either 120 or 160 players around this year. 160. 160. 160. And there's going to be... How many boards are there? Is it eight? There's eight boards in the initial stage. When you've got... Friday is the mad day where you've just got so much going on. There's eight boards. Um, The lesser ranked players are obviously in it. But someone can hit some incredible form and then take that into the Saturday and Sunday and go really far. I mean, if there's one reason to love the UK Open as much as any tournament, it's the fact that Andrew Gildon won it last year. And Andrew Gildon... I know we haven't got around to this bit that we were going to do in episode one and we haven't done it yet, but we're going to talk about our three favourite darts players and two or three that we're not keen on. Gildon... Gilding is in my top three players that I love. I love watching Gilding so much. What's his nickname again? The Golden Finger. Goldfinger. Goldfinger. Um, what a nickname. I mean, you know, we had... I, I sent off for an Andrew Gilding Christmas tree star um, last November and then it came and I didn't put it on the tree. I put it above the telly when the uh, the world's was on. And it was kept up longer than the actual it, Christmas tree? It, it stayed longer than the tree, yeah. It stayed well into January. But... Um, gilding I, I love him and the fact that he beat MVG in the final of that last year was just I mean we were punching the air off our seats dancing around when that that happened last year such good fun um, yeah I mean the question is who do you think might win the UK Open it's it's with any tournament now it's really hard to just say who do you think is going to win because like, anybody can win really there's like 20 odd players in tournament they go into they'll just ease like any of them can easily win yeah I mean we're looking at now it's kind of there's almost a breakaway I think where you've got like two or three MVG Humphreys possibly Littler if he's he's on form that could win but as you say Gilding won it last year anything is possible anything is possible and it's on ITV4 if you fancy watching it uh, if you want to watch PDCTV, I was going to say all eight of the boards are on PDCTV, and you can get a special weekend pass. For... You don't have to buy the annual pass. I think it's seven quid to watch all of the boards. You jump between whichever board you want to watch. Um, Saturday it goes down to four boards, and Saturday evening two, and then Sunday afternoon quarterfinals, Sunday evening semis, and the final. And yeah. It's it's it Butlins in my head. What what could be, it's one that we need to go to, I think. It's like heaven. We on need earth. to tick it off the list. We need to get to that one, don't we? So that's coming up this weekend. Um Who do you think's gonna win it? Who do I think's gonna win it? Um Nathan Aspinall. Oh yeah. Oh that's a surprise. Why him? I don't Why? Know. Just got a feeling. Hmm. Got a feeling, don't know. I'd preferably Andrew Gildon again. To defend his title, that would be brilliant. Two-time winner. He's going to get knocked down like the fourth round, isn't he? Um, no, he's going to go all the way. And how about you? Who do you think's going to win the UK Open? Well, you talked about you know the Humphreys, the Littler, the MVG. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go for none of them. None of them. None of them. Who's going to win it? Ryan Searle. Oh, the king be so from good. Shrek himself. That would be so good if he did. I'd love to see Ryan Searle win a tournament. Uh, he's on. He's up there in my top five players as well. 
You uh, love them. We I love them. Yeah. When we went to the final of the World Championship at the start of January, uh, he was there, wasn't he? Sat in the VIP section in the front row uh, with the families. He was there representing uh, Luke Humphreys. And it was great just sitting there watching him, having a just nice time a watching it. Yeah. And loads of people were coming over and shouting at him. Ryan! Lots of Germans! Ryan, we love you! <laughs> we love you, Ryan! Lots of Germans love Ryan. Loads of Germans, yeah. So, yeah, good shout, Ryan. So I'd love that to happen. Yeah. That's coming up this weekend. That'd be a great tournament. As I say, ITV4 if you want to watch it. Um, darts News. Do you want the best of the week's Darts News? Oh, go on. Kim Hybrits. Oh, hello. Has um, been fined £1,500 by the disciplinary committee for aggressive and inappropriate behaviour. Um, and Dimmy Vandenberg and Mike De Decker filed complaints against him. Oh. He's come out with an apology. Oh, my God, it's it's mad. He talks about a feud with Vandenberg, and he says that has also been going on for a while. It's mainly about the private sphere. Dimitri's wife has tried to interfere in my marriage, which I don't like very much. <laughs> I have discussed everything necessary with my wife. This is nuts. This whole thing's nuts. The complaints came before the World Cup of Darts match in June, which... If you can't remember back then, it was a hell of a tournament for the Belgians. Yeah, but the first match, Hybricks and Vandenberg <laughs> were teammates. And in the first match, tell, tell us what happened. It was as any normal game would go for a World Cup teammate, apart from the two Belgians, <laughs> refused to acknowledge each other's existence on stage. <laughs> they just totally snubbed each other, even though they were playing together on the same team. Um, I think at one point, there was like... One of them let let uh, the other one on for like a really good finish that like they did quite well. They got like hand number to get them a good finish and stuff mm. like that. Just refused to acknowledge that had ever happened. No acknowledgement just... of it. Nothing. Uh, according to reports, a threatening comment made by Hybrix was behind it all. Uh, and he said apparently to Mike De Decker, Mike, who knows? You might still throw in the World Cup this year. You never know when someone falls down the stairs. Oh! <laughs> apparently he said that in front of De Decker. Um... Vandenberg found out and complained and De Decker complained as well. Uh, after finishing a floor tournament, both players are waiting for their transportation to the airport and Hybricks allegedly slapped Decker's face uh, and there is a video of the skirmish that followed. So he's got £1,500 fine and a formal warning. Um, there is also an interview of the guy that took the video. Oh, Okay. Uh, Danny Van Tripp filmed the video and he said um, Hybrix had said in my eyes it was not a slap I gave Mike <laughs> but uh, what was this? Danny Van Tripp said uh, Hybrix has really tried to justify it it was definitely not a push in the face I don't want to say it was with a fist but it was more than push in the face as Hybrix called it it was a flat hand slap a bitch slap Oof. and a hard one too it wasn't like it hurt Mike a whole lot, but it was a hard slap. <laughs> this is great. This is great stuff. It's like um, year seven, like, drama going on. Totally, totally. So that's... It's in the video around the group chats. Yeah, the video does exist online. Um, I haven't watched it. Um, maybe we could watch it together later on. But it's, uh, seek it out. It's on YouTube. But there's there's, there's other stuff about Hybrids as well. There's more? There's more. Hybrids' wife... Um, 
basically slagged him off in public. Oh, God. Before Christmas. His uh, own wife? She says, Kim is actually a spoilt brat. <laughs> He's addicted to football manager while I... <laughs> What's wrong with that? Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Some of the f- history's greatest people have been addicted to football manager. Name of you. Me, you. <laughs> She says, he's addicted to football manager while I do everything around the house. Kim has so much talent, but no character. Oh. Lazy is an understatement. Oh. oh, she's just publicly dug him out. Publicly dug him out like that. She says, it's inhuman how he stands here, sometimes throwing. Referring to his practices. Uh, one one eighty after another. I believe he can win against anyone if he is on form. Even Gerwin Price and Michael Van Gerwen and anyone else with Gerwin in their <laughs> So, yeah, that was a few months ago as well. So he's been going through a rough time. It's poor Kim Hybrid. I say poor, but he's been bitch-slapping his, uh, his compatriots. Sounds a bit... A bit like a knob, I call miss. Like a what? A bit like a knob. He sounds a bit like a knob. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll add him to a list of dart knobs. Yeah. I, we'll start a list of dart knobs. A big list. And um, Kim Hybrid is the list. first name on there. Um... Apropos of nothing whatsoever, another bit of news. Gerwin Price has oh, um, God. transformed a pharmacy in his hometown oh. uh, into uh, a restaurant, a takeaway restaurant, apparently. Oh. Who so, needs medicine when you've got a steak? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, it's going to be a chippy, I think. Oh, even better. Who <laughs> needs what, medicine when you've got some heart attack-friendly fish and chips? That's what the, that's what the uh, Daily Star said. Gerwin Price to turn pharmacy into chippy after Dart Star wins planning bid. That makes him look like a bad guy, that. <laughs> Throws him down a pharmacy and turn into a chippy. Add him to the list. Add him to the list. Hashtag Dot knob list. Dot knobs. <laughs> um, what was the other thing we were going to look at? Yeah, we had some questions that came in from our glorious listeners, who we've already got a big list of questions, so it means we must have a big list of uh, listeners already. Um, Hi. Yeah, we'll go through, we'll go through two or three, because we haven't got that much time left. Um, Darren Moore why no other darts formats like round the clock world championships would have to be round the clock on doubles or trebles it's a bit boring isn't it well I like this they could do this as a a side thing maybe I don't know I thought it would be quite an interesting thing like if it's something like a big like a big wacky tournament for example the UK Open yeah. instead of like closest to bullseye mm-hmm. wins the throw do we like around the clock whoever gets around the clock mm-hmm. quickest mm-hmm. gets to go throw first oh, here's bit my skill in it here's my suggestion I like around the clock trebles around the clock would be great hey, or, or doubles because you know I like the Grand Prix where you've got to start on a double yeah, that's, that's a nice little twist we like yeah. that it's another one of our favourite tournaments um, how about that big gap you have between a semi-final and a final when it's on the same night when you've got because obviously they've got to have a little bit of rest time for of the course. second semi-final winner before they go straight back into the final how about the two losing semi-finalists get back up on the stage play around the clock trebles keeps us all amused because that time when we're waiting it's usually about half an hour 40 minutes when we're waiting for the final to come along and there's lots of analysis and the, the pundits are on talking and, and previewing and it's alright but it, it feels like it's time that could be better spent so I think get the losing semi-finalists on, round the clock trebles, keep us all entertained, keep the crowd pumped up for the final. There you go. Brilliant idea, yeah? No. Ah, uh, you just jealous because you didn't think of it. 
You're just jealous. It's you. Didn't think of it. What are the best and worst dark player nicknames? Says David on on, oh. on Twitter. I'm Ross Smith has got X. an awful one. Ross Smith. Even even complained by himself. He put an Insta post out ages ago saying that he needs a better dark nickname. And it's just... What is his dark nickname? I can't remember it. I can't remember it. But it's that bad. You can't remember it. That's what you know it's bad. Here it is. Smudger. Smudger. Yeah, that's right. No, that's not great. It's rubbish, that's isn't it? Great. Sounds like cartoon character. Sounds yeah. like one of Mr. Maker's helpers, can't lie. Yeah. Um, favourite one for me, favourite nickname is Carol Sedlicek, <laughs> who is otherwise known as Evil Charlie. Hey! That's my favourite nickname. Oh, you can buy Evil Charlie darts, apparently. <laughs> Of course you can. Get in, I get some of them. And do you want another rubbish one? Yeah, you tell me. You Gerwin's price. Gerwin Price, the Ice Man. He's not really. He's not. Is he? He, he, doesn't keep, he doesn't keep his I mean, cool. I mean, I know climate change is going on and everything, but mm-hmm. the ice melts quite often, doesn't the ice it? Does melt and it melts quick. It does very quick. Um, yeah, that's not an appropriate one. My my least favorite. I'm biased because he's from Newcastle, probably oh, from Sunderland. Ugh. Is uh, Chris Dorby. Chris. Hollywood Dobie. I don't know what what that's meant to mean. I don't what not the connection to Chris Dobie, or the fact that he's from Newcastle, which he makes a big thing about. Hollywood. Don't understand. I don't know why he's called Hollywood. What's the need? He doesn't look like a film star. It's it it seems pointless. But but there you go. There you go. Uh, what was the other question we were going to look at? How many darts do you think it would take to down a hot air balloon? One. One. If you hit it, one. Is there a sweet spot, you think, on a hot air balloon? It has where to you've be. Got a... It's like the Death Star, in my opinion, every mm-hmm. hot air balloon. you just got to throw it, straight dart, mm-hmm. through... Well, really, if you think about it, it's a balloon. Mm-hmm. It is just a balloon. Is. One pop, boom. You reckon the whole thing will just blow? Whole thing blow up. Where are you throwing it from? The ground? Well, how far in the air, air is it? Well, it's a hot air balloon. It's up there, isn't it? You've got to throw well, it's it. just took off. You've, you've got to be up there in another hot air balloon. Why in a hot it. air balloon? That could be a sport, you know. Two guys in a hot air balloon, flying the hot air balloon, dart. and throwing darts at each other, trying to blow each other up. And the one that stays up the longest wins. Well, it survives. survives. It doesn't die. Well, yeah, it's harsh. It's an extreme sport. It's the kind of sport you'll only play once. In my opinion, you've got sports like Formula One, Formula One becoming yeah. too safe these days. Yeah. And like we need something else to just bring out the excitement of danger and Bring back death. more danger. Right. Okay. I like it. Uh, but yeah, I do think you would have to be alongside the hot air balloon in order to bring it down. You couldn't throw a dart from the ground because you, you're looking to throw it up at least 100 feet. Well, as it just took off or like has been up there for a while? you got to think about these things. I don't think it's it's worth doing unless it's up there and it's been there a while. Mm. You want to see the fall, you don't, don't want to, you? You don't want to see a hot air balloon take off and th- someone throw a dart at it straight away and it just comes straight back down again. You want to see the basket fall, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. you want part of the excitement. Yeah, yeah. So there we go, there are the questions. We'll uh, put out a tweet again in a couple of days and we'll ask some more questions for, from you because I think that's a very uh, positive... Productive. And productive part of the podcast. Um, I reckon that's about it. We've covered the UK Open, we've covered the darts news, we've, we've started the darts knobs list and we've we've downed a couple of hot air balloons um, and we've spoken about the Premier League that was on in Exeter earlier on. So that's, that's us. We'll be back... Uh, after the UK Open's over to look back at that and to talk about other stuff. Thanks for listening. As always, if you've enjoyed the podcast, uh, leave a review if you want to or leave a star rating or click on subscribe. Help us to build and build. Tell your friends, tell your darts friends, tell, tell your non-darts friends if you have to. 
But uh, come back and listen to us again. Thanks very much for listening and goodbye. Bye.